Welcome to the Unsophisticated Palate. A podcast about all things wine, beer, and spirits. Each week, join us on our journey as we drink and delve into different alcohol-related topics. I'm Mark. And I'm Jen. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, so this week, we are going to talk about old world versus new world wines. We are. So, hold on. We're both going to drink. Wait, you drink? Yep, I drink. Now it's my turn. So, I personally was mystified. I don't know about mystified, but... People talk about it a lot, and I was kind of like, A, what is it? And B, does it really matter? The wines I'm drinking, they all taste good. So I never really thought much about it until um, the time came to do this, and now I wish I had given it more thought. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of info out there about Old World versus New World, and I've had a lot of experience with Old World wines because I've traveled a lot in the Old World countries, um, which is pretty fun. So let me give a little background on what what it actually means to be old world. Yes. So old world comes means that it comes from countries or regions where winemaking actually originated. So we're talking France, Italy, Spain, Portugal, Greece, Austria, places like that. Yes. Um, where wine, I mean, that's where they very yeah, first yeah, brewed it. Ex- or not brewed it. Fermented it? Fermented, fermented it. it. No. <laughs> but you could. I mean, maybe they I were guess, brooding I mean, while they were fermenting. Of, it does seem kind of like a brew, right? Yeah. You put it all together, it stews in that big old vat. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it has to be where winemaking actually originated. So that's why it's you know old world, you know, back in the day, and it um, you know places like Turkey, Armenia, they actually are considered old world too. They're not. Generally, places I think of when I think of like winemaking regions, but they're considered old world also. Um, peop- old world wines are known for um, they're known for having really strict regulations. Um, yes, and they are also very. Um, I'm but trying to think. They're very traditional. That is the yes. word. It was like on the tip of my tongue. Thank you for thank you for getting that for me. And when we um, think of old world wines, some of the ones that come to my mind are Bordeaux, yeah, um, from France, Chianti from Italy, um, Rioja's Champagne, which we've talked about in previous episodes. Yeah. And one of the reasons um, wineries from the old world um, name their wines. Oh, sorry. Let me take a step back. Wineries from the old world name their wines actually after their region. So we talked about this a little bit in the Champagne region. Uh, when we talked about Champagne, they name it after, it has to be, if it's a Champagne, it's named after, the, it has to be from the Champagne region, yes. right? So yeah, the geography, the, the region. Geography, the, the region, yeah. right? So Champagne is from Champagne, just like Chianti is from Chianti. Bordeaux is going to be from Bordeaux. Yeah, but that yeah. for me, especially as, as a little bit more of a newbie, mm-hmm. um, gets kind of confusing because, you know, I always thought Bordeaux was, you know, again, growing up in the new world, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I thought, uh, and we'll get into this, they kind of name theirs differently, but I thought that was the name of a grape or, or whatever, and it's the name of a region, and it can be several different grapes, several it different It can, and types. a lot of times, exactly, and a lot of times it's, you know, it, it's a blend. So when, a, you know, a Bordeaux is usually a blend of a Cab and a Merlot. And I actually just learned that. That's new information for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And a Rioja is generally a Tempranillo. So the difference, a big difference between old world wines and new world wines is that the old world wine will name it after the region 
versus when I'll let, and you will talk more about how new world wine, wines wow that was a tongue twister uh, <laughs> that five times new fast. <laughs> world wines name their wines later but old world wines will name their wine after the region as opposed to the grape itself so that's a big difference when you're looking at the bottle and it says bordeaux you're like well, but I, what is that and it will never actually tell you on the bottle what grape is in there yeah and i think that's why i traditionally um I've avoided to a degree, or maybe not avoided, but I tend to drink a lot less old world because I'm not sure what I'm getting or what I'm drinking. It's a little bit scary, right? <laughs> exactly. It is scary because, it, I mean, when you're in the old world, they know what they're getting, right? Because they're familiar with it. But as new world people, we are looking at that bottle going, well, I don't know what a burgundy is. And, you know, it's scary. It, it, we're just unfamiliar with it because yeah. we are so used to seeing Chardonnay. And knowing exactly what we're getting or seeing Cabernet. All right. I know I like that. Yeah. So I know when I've traveled and I've, you know, I'll be in France and I'll see a whole list of Bordeaux on the menu. No idea what it is. Like, I, well, yeah, I like this. I have one. no idea. You know, or Sancerre. Do I like Sancerre? I don't know. I know it's white because it's in the white section. Um, yeah. You know, I but have how no do you idea tell because all I know other. is it's yeah. from the Sancerre region. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. And that for me, it was because like I said, how do you tell one from the other? And, and it was really like, I, like I'd find a wine that I liked and then I'd try to go find more of it. And it's like, oh, it's a Bordeaux. And it's not easy to just go find another Bordeaux. I mean, well, I guess it's easy to find another Bordeaux, but that Bordeaux could be extremely unique. Exactly. So one thing that the old world winemakers put a huge value on is something called terroir. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to tell you that Mark and I had to look up the pronunciation of that word, and we practiced before this episode. And I'm still going to say it wrong. I actually had to write down how to say that word phonetically, <laughs> and my spelling is kind of odd. But anyway, um, terroir is, and it actually sounds weird coming out of my mouth. I'm, I, I may be even saying it wrong right now, so if I'm saying it incorrectly, I really apologize. I'm pro- People are probably, like, their ears are probably bleeding right now. They will forgive you as I soon know. as I say it. Oh, you know what? I can't wait for you to say it. So it's the sun, the idea that the sun, topography, and climate all impact the wine. And so the sense of terroir, they, they think that is more important than the grape itself. So where the wine comes from, the region, is really the most important thing. So they're like, you know what? This is a Bordeaux. It comes from this region, and it's from this, and it's this climate, and it's, you know, this is the most important thing. That's what we want on our label. Yeah. And, and it is. It's all about the location. Yeah. Location, location, location. Right? Exactly. So there, I've had, you know, like I said, a lot of experience drinking old world wines. And yes. when I lived in Italy, um, there were, I had a few interesting old world wine experiences. And okay. so, <laughs> you know, in, they take a lot of pride in their wines. In fact, in, um, I, you know, I, I think I mentioned before, you know, I took that one wine tasting class. Which you know was pretty awesome. That was in and Italy. That was in Italy. Well, oh no, I took another. I did take one in France too, but this one was when I was young, like I was twenty, and it was part of my study abroad program. Oh, like okay. Was, they actually they actually taught us how to taste one wine. of your many abroad wine yeah, it was, tasting it was just, it was which awesome, we're all but jealous. They taught us that there's you know if you see on an Italian wine bottle those labels, it's usually pink or um, some other bright color. It'll say DOCG on it. Um, I've seen that. Yeah, it'll mean that it's guaranteed by the government to be like authentic. Like this is an authentic, guaranteed by the government, Chianti. This I had no is, idea. Yeah. Okay. So you know that what you're getting is legit. 
And so that is fun fact number one. Like this is how you know this is like an authentic wine. But I remember we were sitting there one day and we had this one, my, my friend Melissa and I were studying abroad there together and we had this friend Joe. And Joe injured himself while hmm. we were in the study abroad program. He injured his knee and, you know, lu- un- lucky for him, he couldn't go to class. Oh, you know, that's a un- bad day, un- Poor right? Joe, right? <laughs> poor Joe. For a long time, but he had these Italian friends that he made that would take him on these excursions. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and one excursion was to this, for lack of a better term, it was like this gas station where you could bring your own tank and fill it with Chianti. It so was like, like, it was, like it was, not a gas was, station, was, but yeah, like but a gas was, station Imagine, for imagine wine. it was a pump. You pump your own wine into these tanks. And you like, yeah, it like would have a meter like a gas station and you like <laughs> fill awesome. it up with Chianti. I mean, but they had like so much of it because they're just making so much wine out there that, you know. That they're serving it they're up. They're serving <laughs> it up. And so you would like have a meter and they'd be like, how much wine did you get? Well, this much. And so we would show up at the end of the day and we'd be like, Joe, what did you do today? And he'd be like, we'd, we would say, well, we went to class. We would do Joe. Well, I got us liters of wine. Leaders, literally leaders, leaders. <laughs> leaders of wine. So, you know, and that's one thing about wine that I experienced in the old world too, is they make so much of it that yes, there's very expensive wine, but you can also get great wine that's not outrageously expensive. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, cause it's local. They don't have to ship it. They don't, and apparently they're producing it by the leader, by the tons exactly. of leaders. It's pretty, it's pretty that's, wild. That is it's exciting. pretty wild. So okay. I'll need to go and get injured. So actually, let's just not get injured and then have somebody know, part I mean, me all over and, while, and show me. Like, okay, wait, is he faking it? Is I think faking- after a while. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was, he didn't go to class for a long time. Joe, if you're listening to this, we still question it. <laughs> yeah, I would say after a week or two. I mean, I don't know what the injury was, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I would have milked that. If that was my experience, locals. Oh, he had them cooking for him. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it was, he had it dialed in. I'm surprised he ever got better. I wouldn't I know. Have. I know. I know. <laughs> I'd still be there. I know. Okay. So. Well, New World. Yeah, let's talk about New World. Because now the New World is what, you know, being a new and being not as traveled um, is really what I know and have experienced. And and the new world is pretty much anything that is not old world. Um, so it's all the places where winemaking was imported during and or after the age of exploration, if you will. So, you know, when they went out and colonized and grew and um, shared wine amongst the world. Um, that all has become new world. So, of course, that's United States, Australia, South Africa, Chile, Chile? I don't know why I said that funny. Chile. Oh, I, I like the little accent you put on Did there. Did you? Okay, yeah. good. Then we'll, we'll stick with that. Um, Argentina and New Zealand. And I mean, and technically, I mean, you got South Africa wines, India, China, Japan, any place that's not old world and producing wine. I didn't is realize that India made wine. Uh, they do. I know very little about it. Other than that, they are producing wine and we may have to, I may have to, you know what? I'm going to think I'm going to find some and try some because I'm intrigued now. Please report back. I will report back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so the, you know, some of the kind of differences a little bit is, um, I mean, first and foremost, as we just talked about old world is, um, founded and locked into that tradition. This is the way we've made this wine for the past 500, a thousand, whatever years. 
And so we're sticking with it. Um, new World, because it is new, they, they've really kind of stepped away from those traditions. Um, they really do everything, you know, the wineries can vary one to the next. It's really all driven much more by the wine maker. So we were talking about the terroir. Did I? You actually did that really well. Whew. Man, I'm <laughs> looked, actually almost, I'm almost disappointed. Well, I looked at my cheat because I cheat wrote down how to say it too. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking at it as I was saying that. Um, so the the now I, now I got to do it twice in a row. So the terroir ter, terroir. See, you get one guys, and that's yep. it. Um, anyway, is is drives that. It's really the winemaker that drives how the wine is made. Um, and as you change winemakers or different things, uh, you know, if winemakers change over the years, the wine can potentially change because the winemaker is going to drive how it's made, not that tradition and history and those regulations. Um, so that's that's one of the big key differences. Um, another is uh, the climates of the New World. Um, we were talking about the terroir. Uh, maybe, yes, no. <laughs> yes, that was good. Okay. See, when I don't I mean, try, actually, I get it. Has, it actually has been different every time, but every single time it sounded good. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, then one of the times I might get it right. Um, anyway, the, the, region, the New Worlds, they tend to be warmer, which is, it gives you a little bit riper fruit. It's a little bit more alcoholic, a little bit more full-bodied and fruit-centered, if you remember. <laughs> there you go. If you remember some of the, the, the um, wine terms that we've talked about in the past, that will make some sense to you. And those are the ones that I, I, I tend to uh, prefer, although I love Italian wines, too. I don't know why. but What I, are your favorite Italian wines? Do you have any specific ones that you I love? You know, I don't. Um, you know, because uh, when I, I think Italian wines were the first ones that really kind of started getting me into wine a little bit, where I was like, Hey, I actually kind of enjoy some of these, but I was um, ignorant uh, or at least inexperienced. Let's go with that. Inexperienced enough that I didn't, I mean, I didn't, as we've talked about, take pictures of the labels, note the names, note the terroir, note anything. So I knew that there were some that I enjoyed and then I've really not gone back and, and explored that again, which I need to do, but I think I'm a little afraid. Yeah, there are some, there's some a robustness to an Italian wine a lot of times, which I really like. Uh, oh my gosh, you know how we always tell people to take pictures of the label? Yes. Like we've mentioned that quite a few times. I think more I was, than once. I was somewhere the other day and someone said, man, I just really need to take pictures of the labels. And I was like, oh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry, I just had to tell you. Side if note. they had listened, they, had they would listened, have known. Exactly. I was like, you know, you really need to listen to the unsophisticated palate. Or maybe that's why they were knowing to do that. Maybe. Because they heard our episode. I know. I know. Here, you know, I'm hoping. Yes. Okay. So, um, so the other kind of key thing, and we've alluded to this uh, a little bit, um, is the, the way they label their wines. And so the New World calls it by the grape. So, you know, so an example might be, I guess, uh, so we're, and I'm making this up as I go here, Jen, so go keep me it. honest. Um, the, like, the old world style would be to say that, hey, you know what? If the wine is from Napa, so you call it Napa. Would that be yes. accurate? Okay, so um, versus since Napa is a new world, instead of calling the or labeling the wine says Napa, which you they do label by the region, and, and we'll do some talking on labeling at some point and how the labels work and how to read and understand the label. But that all said, um, the main thing that goes on the label is the grape, the varietal. It's a cab, it's a it's a blend, it's a Merlot, a Malbec, a name some wines. <laughs> right. I mean, it could be a you know 
Zen. It could be anything. Yes. and But that's what drives the label. So again, having grown up with that, I think that it's it's a lot more familiar for me to go like, oh, I know a Zen uh, or an old line Zen or a, a, a cab. And they're going to vary. I mean, every cab is going to vary, but at least I, I know I'm getting a cab. Um, whereas, like we were just talking about, if they just labeled it Napa, it would be very hard to understand which wine or which wine blend or whatever I'm going to get. So that's something I'm just more familiar with, but I just need to I guess experiment more and roll the dice and learn a lot more about those old world wines so that I can learn what I like so I can then get more of it. Right. I know. It's tough. Yeah, and it's all about getting more. It is. I know. Just you know what? We just need to start drinking. <laughs> you know, I guess that's we're going to do that for our listeners. I know. For you, we will just start drinking. I know. But within reason and responsibly. I guess. Yes. <laughs> it's all about being responsible, right? There you go. Um, so in terms of taste, there are some differences between old world wines and new world wines. Definitely. And some of it comes down to, you know, the terroir. Yes. The, you know, the different climates, the different regions that these, these grapes are being grown in. So old world wines um, are often described as being lighter... They have they tend to have less alcohol mm-hmm. and because it's colder in a lot of those regions and they do have a higher acidity and they're often described as being less fruity as yes. new world wines um do you want to describe new world wines or do you want me to go ahead and describe um i'll, I'll take a stab at okay, it okay you go ahead okay and i think we're looking at some of the same research here yeah. because i've got some of the same descriptors i think um and i think i alluded to this a little bit earlier but um, New World wines are a little riper, uh, generally have higher alcohol because of the warmer climate, um, a little less acidity, and a little bit more of that fruit taste, mm-hmm. um, which I know we like. Um, again, not to say that you can't get some good fruity wines. Hey, Baxter. Baxter's joining us today. Baxter is the wine dog. He is. He's adorable, but he's also loud. So hello, Baxter. Um, anyway, so again, it's it's really some of those um, lower acidity, uh, fruity tasting wines. Now, there are uh, plenty of exceptions to the rule. Yes. Because you know um, you can have somebody in the new world who's been making wine using old world tradition. You can have somebody in the old world that is varied from tradition, and they're they're doing something different. Totally. Um, and, and what I found interesting is you can take, and, and this comes down to our, our favorite word, our word of the day, terroir. Terroir? Terroir? Terroir, yes. <laughs> I do say it different every single time. I know. <laughs> I don't it's, know why. It's always, it's kind of fun. How's he going to say it this time? <laughs> right? I think I'm just going to avoid saying it from now on. No, I like it. I say keep saying it. Well, and on this episode, it's hard to not say it's it. It's hard to not say it, I know. But, um... Anyway, you can have grow the same grapes in the same way and produce them the exact same way, um, but they're going to taste different. And that really, again, because of the different climates, the different terroirs, um, and so on and so forth. And it's so cute because Jen is now holding Baxter <laughs> on her lap. And well, you Baxter's know, he's still barking, so that's dog. good. That's good. You know, I met this wine degrees. Actually, it's actually one of my favorite wineries that I've ever been to, and it's in um, Paso. And this is a French winemaker who moved to California because he didn't like 
all the regulations of the old world wines. Okay. Um, because it is so heavily regulated there. And he was like, you know, if I want to make wine the way I want to make it, I need to move to a place that's not as regulated. So he moved to California. And so he could because... So, and where it, did he come from again? Um, he came from France. So from France. So and he came from France. I don't... I want to make it I my way. I want to make it my way. So he and his brother actually um, moved to California and they were like, we're going to make wine our way. And they started a wine... He actually, he started a winery and then his brother came out, I think after, um, and they started a second winery. Nice. And both wineries, by the way, are phenomenal. Like some of the best wine I've ever had. And... But they did it because they were like, you know what? If... The restrictions, apparently the regulations are so strict in France, and I'm sure they're like that for a lot of the, I know they're like that for a lot of the yeah. old world well, wines. I mean, they have literal laws that say it has to meet this criteria and exactly. be made in this way. Absolutely. So he was like, yeah, if I want to do it this way, if I want to do wine my way, I'm moving to California. Nice. <laughs> because there's so much freedom here, but, and he had the freedom to make it, and it's just amazing. So it's kind of like, Wow. And he comes from a winemaking family. It's actually really cute because um, he has um, kids and he had this little son, his little son there who, I can, he must have been six, who has his own mini wine barrel and he <laughs> was making awesome. his own, he had his like little rain boots on and he was making his own wine. But see, that oh gets gosh. back and to that exactly, old world tradition. Exactly. So it's kind of this combination, like I'm going to make a family of winemakers here in California, old world, like old world tradition, but bringing in a new lot more world freedom. freedom. You know, it's it was really cool to watch, and it's a total family business. But he didn't want to be strictly strictly yeah. regulated. So, and it's one of those that can be a good and a bad thing because it makes me think of chocolate because I've briefly been in in Belgium and just in in Europe as a whole, and you go there, and and I mean, I'm gonna bring this up, and it's gonna sound silly to some people, but even the M and M's taste distinctly better in Europe yeah um, and particularly when you get into like Belgium and some of the chocolate because they again have these laws and rules and regulations of what it is how to make it what certain contents and everything else so on the plus side you get these like high quality chocolates or wines but again on the downside you do lose some of that innovation some of that freedom um, and so that's again I think that's why it's a good thing to have both I agree I could not agree more now, what if you have, now this is, the, so, and, and we talked about this, and I don't know if either of us have a great answer other than find somebody who knows a lot more than we do. Have we mentioned we're not experts, Jen? Right, I, we are not experts. <laughs> we do our research, and we've learned, I've learned a we, lot doing this. I have too. Hopefully our listeners have. Um, but anyway, so I find, I've got a new world wine that I like. I want to find an old world one that's similar or vice versa. Um, I think best as I could come up with it comes back down to finding a friend right there I know we talked about this one in particular um white burgundy is the same as chardonnay I know that one for sure okay um you know Chianti is mostly Sangiovese so if you actually look for a Sangiovese you can get that you know um but, you know, you know, I honestly am not an expert, but I know that if you find an expert in a wine store, they can definitely guide you. And a lot of times, and I think we've mentioned this before, in wine stores, they'll say, if you like this, find this. Yes. So, um, you can, know, that helps too. Can I do an unsolicited plug here? 
Jen. Oh my gosh, please do. Because we were just talking about this a little bit earlier, and I fell in love with a wine store. Oh yeah, store. he he fell like <laughs> fell hard. It was love at first sight for him. And, and, and you know what? I fell in love with this wine store a long time ago, and I feel like every. I mean, it's, it's she's it's, told people who've told people who've you know, know and it's just, passed on. And and I fell in love with with the the wine store, and I fell in love with Martin at the wine store. <laughs> Although I'd probably fall in love with just about anybody there because they're all awesome. They're all knowledgeable. They all do their stuff. So Total Wines, if you've got one near you, check it out. Um, <laughs> It, I, I walked in and I literally had 10 minutes because I had to go in and get some and I'd been told to go there. So I'm like, all right, I'll go there. And, and the, the prices are great. Anyway, yeah. we, don't, we won't super plug them. But yeah. I just remember I went in and I was just like blown away. And, and It's pretty remarkable. He knew what he was talking about. And, and I was just doing some quick shopping. I go and, and quick recommendations. So I guess that just kind of gets back to finding a friend um and find well finding a quality store is difficult and then finding a, a friend in there and ideally um you know if you can find it you'd be a regular there and and i, I know i'm gonna be a regular um, at mine i'm a regular at mine <laughs> yeah so we're gonna make lots of friends yeah. do you have anything else to I, add you know, i'm good I so mean, you know for a recap of this go ahead and check out our website at the unsophisticated palette.com and you know feel free to comment make any suggestions ask questions yeah, and if you've enjoyed listening, please tell your friends, spread the word. Um, the more people that listen, the merrier, and, and the more they can all have share in these conversations. Uh, rate us, that helps yes, us a lot. Yes, please rate us, and until next time, drink responsibly. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.